0: Welcome to the Family Church Sermon Podcast. Join us each week as we look to the Bible to seek out what it means to love God passionately and love people personally. For more information about our weekly gatherings and how you can be part of our outreach, visit jointhefamily.church. Good morning. I'm Brother Andre. I greet you with Jesus' joy. Praise God. And, And I thank God that we're here this morning. And you know what? God gave us another day. We serve, we serve an awesome God. We serve a mighty God. And we thank God. He says amazing grace. We thank God that he's come today. He's woke us up. The word God said, this is the day the Lord has made. We shall be glad and rejoice. Praise God. Like a flood. His mercy reigns. Unending love. Amazing grace. Praise God. Greet you with Jesus, you We just pray for Pastor, is the Lord, and the family while they're out today. And we just come this morning just thanking God for another day. It's a beautiful day. And you know what we come to talk about today? We come, to talk about we come to talk about Jesus. We come to talk about Jesus. We come to talk about Jesus. And I'm excited about Jesus. Praise God. Well, thank you. We, 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 we truly know today that. We're going to hear from God. We're going to hear about his His love, his passionate love, his exclusive love, and we're going to hear about his focus love. But the first main thing, we're going to hear from Jesus. When I say Jesus, I just can't say Jesus. I got to say Jesus, amen, because I'm excited about Jesus, because Jesus saved my soul. He saved my soul. He's the one that we give all the praise, glory, and honor to. And if I could stand still, I would. But I'm excited about Jesus, amen. Thank God for Jesus, praise God. Father, we just come in your awesome and powerful name. You are holy, you are righteous, and you are mighty. Oh, God, as we come today, we just want to come to lift up your son, Jesus. Oh, God, we just pray right now, Lord God. We thank you, Lord God. You know every heart and mind in here, Lord. But we come, Lord God, for no other form or fashion but to lift up the name of Jesus. Father, I just thank you, Lord God. Speak through me, Father. Lord, use my mind. Use my heart. Use my lips, Lord God. and may I decrease. And the spirit of Jesus through the Holy Spirit increase in me as we learn what thus said the Lord. So this is our prayer today. Use me, God, for your glory. So we hear a word from you, Lord God. You're so awesome. We praise you. We love you. We thank you. And we thank God for Jesus. This is my prayer. We pray that right now. In Jesus' name, we say amen, amen, and amen. Praise God. Yes, yes, yes. We, we thank God this morning that as we come to hear a word from God, the Holy Spirit is actually gonna teach us this morning. And thank you for your prayers. Amen. Thank you for your prayers. Uh we'll be reading Matthew 22, and we'll be reading that from the ESV our Bible, Matthew 22. Reading that, we'll be going Matthew 22, 34 through 40. Matthew 22, Matthew 22, 34 through 40. And reads as follows. But when the Pharisees heard that he had silenced the Sadducees, they gathered together. And one of them, a lawyer, asked him a question to test him. Teacher, which is the great commandment in the law? And he said to him, you should love, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. This is the great and first commandment and a second is like it. You should love your neighbor as yourself. On these two commandments depend all the law and all the prophets, amen. May God have a blessing to the hearers and the doers of his word, amen. We we come today and we we see the Pharisees and the Sadducees, and Jesus was having a conversation. I'll give you a background of the text. They were trying to entangle, in the earlier scriptures, in Matthew 22, the Pharisees tried to entangle Jesus with their words and try to tie his words up and try to trap Jesus. The Sadducees tried to test Jesus' knowledge about the resurrection. Jesus answered them stating they were wrong. But when the Pharisees heard that Jesus silenced the Sadducees, they sent a lawyer and asked Jesus a question to test him. When I was in the military, they actually had a plot to ensure that I wouldn't advance. So they had words and they tried to entangle me with different words and you know what I did? I know something was going on, they were trying to test me but you know what I did? I went to the source, I went to Jesus Christ. And I didn't even have to even come and actually try to uh, uh, defend what they were doing. They actually had one of my evaluations to say i was gonna get promoted. They took my evaluation and wrote some uh, not nice, nice little nice things on my evaluation. And they asked me some questions to try to entangle me and to try to trap me up. And uh, I didn't have to have to respond. But one thing about it, they have a plot to ensure that I wouldn't advance. They have a plot. But I'm a child of God. I'm gonna follow Jesus. So that plot, it falls away. Because when we turn our mindset and our focus on Jesus, with any plot that anybody have have against us, it'll fall away, it won't stand. And here is the same way that the Pharisees and the Sadducees, they tried to, they they were ones that actually tried to, they were experts on the law, so they sent a lawyer to try to entrap Jesus, try to test Jesus on the knowledge. Now, Jesus is the greatest of all. All knowledge belongs to the Lord. So as he tried to test them, they tried to test him, but he actually had his words for them and said they were wrong. And the title of this message is Love God. The title of this message is Love God. We're going to talk about why we should love God. Why should we love God with all our heart, with all our soul, and all our mind? Because God sent his only son to die in our place. That's why we should love God with all our heart, our soul, and our mind. Because God sent his only son to die in our place. And it leads me to my first point, verse 37. We should love the Lord like God with all our heart, with a passionate love. We should love the Lord, thy God, with our heart with a passionate love. First John 4:19 says, We love because he first loved us, amen. And Jeremiah: 1 and 5 says, Before I formed you in my, in your mother's womb, I knew you. He loved us even before we were born. That's love. Not like when I was a young, probably 13, 14, a little older. And I thought I had my first girlfriend. And uh, I'm not talking about that type of love. I'm talking about a love that went to the grave for us. But on the third day, rose with all power in his hand. This is no new love. God knew us even before we were formed. He knew us and knew all our mistakes, our situations, our triumphs. He knew them. The love I had when I was maybe 13, 14, or 15, I... I thought I had a girlfriend, and I thought, you know, I thought I loved her, but it wasn't love. <laughs> but I went and got my brother's bottle of cologne and poured the whole bottle of cologne when I saw her. She coughed. But I'm not talking about that type of love. I'm talking about we should love God with a passionate heart. Now, loving dog. With all our heart means this right here. In joyful times, when we have a new job, we love God, we say God is awesome. We have a new home, we say God is awesome. When the family is doing well, when life is going grand, grand, and more grand, we say, oh, we love God. When everything is going so so well, we sing songs and and we we put our hand up and we praise God because he's an awesome God. But loving God... But a passionate love is just not loving God when everything on the roller coaster is going up. Everything is going going right. But loving God with all our heart means that when we don't have a job, when the family situations are going, when the money is funny, in other words, we don't have much, when God says no, when hurricanes come and take our home, when everything is not so happy, when everything's not so great, loving God with a passionate heart means love God. No matter whether we are in a tribe or we're in a valley, we should love God with a passionate heart. Not saying that we wanna love God. We don't wanna say, Lord, thank you for the, the hurricane. Lord, thank you for the hurricane I came, it tore my house up. Thank you, God. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about when everything is going right, love God with a passionate heart. When everything is going wrong, love God with a passionate heart. Don't change, praise God. Because see, our heart means so much to Jesus Christ, not our works. Not everything that we actually say, I'm going to do this for God, is it not our works, but our hearts should be captivated by God's love, amen? We should love God more than our relationships, more than our homes, more than our hobbies, more than our sports teams, more than anything that we actually do that's We have passion for, we should love God with a passionate heart more than that. Passion means love Christ with all you have, with all your heart. Your heart matters to Christ. Luke 24, 32 says, and they said to one another, didn't our heart burn within us while he talked with us on the road, while we opened the scriptures to us? Two men were walking and Jesus was talking to them on the road. And he opened the scriptures when he, found, when he found out it was Jesus. They said, didn't their heart burn with passion? Oh, when we love Jesus, it's okay to be excited. And one thing about me, I love Jesus. I love a lot of things. I love my family, my children, my children. I love family, and friends, right? but that is not the love I'm talking about. I'm talking about I love Jesus with all my heart because he first loved me. If we're talking about love Christ with a passionate love, we heard the scriptures, but how do we apply that? Love Christ with a passionate love. How do we apply it? Well, we heard about loving Christ in triumphs, loving Christ in the valley with a passionate heart, we can apply it by applying the very scripture that God says in Romans 10:9, if we confess with our mouth. Jesus is Lord, and we believe in our heart that God has raised him from the dead, He said we shall be saved. And it says in Romans 10 13, everyone who calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. If we love God with a passionate heart, we'll confess Jesus Christ as our Savior. We'll call on the name of the Lord and we shall be saved. Not only do we love Lord, with all our heart with passionate love. But secondly, we should exclusive love. If you go to the airport and they have a two or three hour layover, if you're part of the VIP package, they'll give you exclusively, or they have a lounge that you can go to for food and snacks so you don't have to wait the two or three hours out with everyone where I have to wait at. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> but exclusively. You know why we should love the Lord with exclusive love? Because Jesus is the only one that died for our soul. We should exclusively love Jesus. He's the only one that died for our soul. We should not anyone, not this person, that person, or any other thing, but we should love the Lord, our God with exclusive heart. Because he's the only one who died for our soul. For God so loved the world, John three sixteen. That he gave his only begotten son. Where others should believe in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. We should love the Lord with exclusive, exclusive love because Jesus is the only one who died for our soul. But not only that, Jesus restores our soul. We just had a Hurricane Ida. My neighborhood is just being restored. It's, it's, it's been almost a year. But see, Jesus will restore your soul in 23rd Psalm. It says that he will be a restorer of your soul. It talks about that. And these days and times, all we pray for the nation. We pray for everyone. But the nation needs to, everyone needs a re- restoring. Because our soul needs to be restored with so much pain and so much going on. But one thing about it, just not that, we're going to need restored, we need healing as well. The word God says in 1 Peter 2 and 24, by his wounds you have been healed. No matter what we go through, we all go through pain one way or another, but by the stripes of Jesus, we have been healed. We should love Lord with exclusive love because he restores our soul, Jesus died for us, and he also, he's a healer, praise God, and healing needs in our nation. But also, he's a protector of our soul. In Job, in 2.6, it says, And the Lord said to Satan, Behold, he is in your hand, but only spare his life. He'll protect your life, amen? The Lord allowed all that to come upon Job, but he said you can take his family, you can bring balls on his health forever, but protect his life. Jesus, he's a protector of our souls. Exclusively, we should love the Lord Jesus. A lady got on a Pacific steamer, a large steamship in New York, to go to California to meet her husband because he had became very successful in gold. They sailed away from the San Francisco Harbor. A fire broke out on the steamship. They got out lifeboats. They were too small and they were overcrowded, so the last lifeboat pushed away from the boat. But one the lady screamed out, she said, we're here, we're here, me and my son are here. Please save us, don't leave us here on the steamship to die because it's on fire. And they said, we don't have no room. She said, do you have room for one? They said, we're gonna take one. So she told her son, she gave him a hug and a kiss and said she loved him. And she dropped him to the last lifeboat. And she said before she said, before she left her son, she said, if you survive and meet your father, let him know that I gave my life in your place. That is the same that Jesus Christ did for us. He died with exclusive love, he died for our soul. He died for us. John 14, 6 says, Jesus said to him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through Jesus. And as you hear, we, hear, we say Jesus a lot in this, in this sermon. But today and every day, it's about Jesus. Amen? Acts 4, 12 said, there's, no, there's salvation in no one under heaven. No other name that you can be saved by, but Jesus. John 3.36 says, whoever believes in the Son has eternal life. Whoever does not obey the Son shall not see life, but the wrath of God remains upon him. The mother gave her life for a son, died in his place. Jesus gave his life for us. We should love Jesus with exclusive love. But how do we do that? We invite Jesus Christ into our life. We believe the very words of John 3.16 again. For God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten Son. Whoever should believe in him to not perish, have everlasting life. And not only we should love the Lord with a passionate love, exclusive love, but I moved to my third and final point. We should love the Lord, our God. We should love the Lord with all of our mind, with a focused love. I went to Best Buy. I wasn't going to buy a camera because it was very expensive, <laughs> but I picked one up. And I was spinning it, but I couldn't see anything. And the person said, hey, might gonna turn the lens. You might want to get it into focus. When well, I looked I said, wow. He said, You can see it? I said, yeah, I can see it now. Cause I had to refocus the lens. I said, what's the price? He told me how much price it was. I said, well, where does it go? I had to see the right there. But I had to I had to focus, so I had to focus. But Philippians 2, 5 said, let this mind be me as it also in Christ Jesus. We have to focus on Jesus. Isaiah 55 said, his ways are not our ways, his thoughts are not our thoughts. They're much higher than ours. But not only a focused love, we should have a focused love because it says in 1 Peter 18 that knowing that you were ransomed from your futile ways, from your father, forefathers. You not you weren't bought with silver or gold, but with the blood of Christ Jesus. He, raps, he, he ransomed. He, he gave this life for our soul. So we should have a, a focus love. And in 2 Corinthians 5, 1, it says that He's given us a home not made by man's hand in the heavens. He given us a He's given us an eternal home. I might have took some homes away and we still pray for the people that lost their lives and people that lost their homes, but God, when we focus on the love of God, He gives us a heavenly home not made by man's hands, amen? And also, 1 John 1, 9 says if we confess our sins, He's faithful just to forgive our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. I grew up in Mecca, Georgia, and I tell you, they, 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 they would they be singing and they would be just singing and singing and they would be singing a song, and the deacon was up front, and everybody the choir was singing. I was little, and I had a lot of energy, so I was clapping too, you know? But they were singing a song saying, I woke up this morning with my mind, stay on Jesus. I woke up this morning with my mind, hallelujah, stay on Jesus. I woke up this morning with my mind, hallelujah, stayed on Jesus. Well, hallelujah, well, hallelujah, well, hallelujah. Didn't know as a little boy I would be singing that song, but didn't know when I grew older I had to wake up with my mind, really stayed on Jesus. I thought it was just a song I was singing, but I had to refocus because in life, if we focus all of our attention on ourselves, we can't serve God. We can't witness. But Jesus asked his disciples, amen, Jesus asked the disciples, how many loaves do you have? They said seven and a few fish. They focused on a little bit they had, not on what Jesus could do. Jesus fed 4,000 men besides women and children, so well over 5,000. But if we focus on ourselves, then we cannot be effective. But if we focus on Jesus, But if we focus on Jesus, we can concentrate on not our problems, our situations, but we can focus on how big Jesus is. Amen? If we focus on Jesus, we'll know that he's a big God, he's a capable God, he's a powerful God, he's a mighty God, he's a holy God, he's a righteous God. If we focus on Jesus, at any given time, all those things, we can focus on God because he is a mighty God, he is a capable God, he's an awesome God, and I tell you, I know him for myself, amen? A lot of commercials say, hey, uh, this is this product, this is this product, I'm not just talking, but I'm a client. Well, tell you what, I'm not a client, I'm not just talking. I know Jesus for myself personally. And I tell you what he's done for me. I had to change my focus. I had to change my focus, not the lens of a camera, but the lens of my soul, I had to focus. Two years ago, I went through a very, very painful divorce. I had to refocus on my creator, my manufacturer. I had to, re- I had to refocus because I was looking at how the enemy was trying to discourage me, saying, you know what, I'll uh, look at you, look at your situation. Uh, you you know the enemy will try to bring discouragement. But you tell you what, in my painful situation, I got on my knees and I cried out to Jesus. I said, Jesus, Jesus, I need to focus my mind on Jesus. And I tell you, when I started focusing my mind on Jesus, I had a package and it said all these parts for a Eureka uh, vacuum cleaner. Now there was so many parts, I didn't really know how even put it together, right? But it had, or 1-800 number, 1-800-Eureka, you can call this number and they'll tell you how to put it all together. But I tell you what, when I start focusing my mind and my heart and my soul on Jesus, I didn't have to call for Eureka, the people for the vacuum, and the parts I put together, I called my manufacturer, I called my creator, and his name is Jesus, amen? And I'm going to tell you who I, call. I didn't If it didn't come in a package, I called Romans ten thirteen. It says, whoever calls on the name of the Lord, you shall be saved. I didn't turn to a 1-800 number. I turned to a Romans ten thirteen number. I went to my manufacturer because he knows everything about me and he knows everything about me. So if there's a problem, I need to call upon Jesus. If there's a problem with your life, call upon Jesus. Because the one who created you, the one who made you, the one who know you, he knows everything about it. He kept me. He protected me. He reminded me. Though life situations, we have life situations. The word of God says that Hebrews, he never leave us, nor forsake us. In other words, he's a friend. In time of need, he's a friend. We're on top of a roller coaster. I went to go down to the valley. He's that same friend. So when you focus on Jesus, he's your manufacturer. He loves you. He loves us. And the Holy Spirit reminded me, yes, your, 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 your house is called an idol, but I have a home in the heavenlies, not made by man's hand. So, when we focus on Jesus, when we focus, we can see that the Word of God says, Love our Lord like God with all our heart, with all our soul, and all of our mind. So, this morning, who are you loving? Are you loving God with all your heart? Are you loving God with all your soul? You're loving God with all your mind. And I'm so glad I went through these situations because I'm still here. I'm still standing, and Jesus is still the one that I'm praising. So today, God be the glory. If anybody ever been to McDonald's, (laughs) you have to (laughs) raise your hand, and you ordered a big, big, big meal, and you wait in line, and when you went to the window, instead of you stopping and getting your meal, you ordered probably cost pretty good, you just kept on going. You ordered something, you came for something, but when they gave it to the window, you just passed on by. You can't complain and say, well, they didn't give me my meal, you didn't stop for it. I don't know what you came here today for. We all came here for something. But Let's not be like the people that just ordered the meal and just left and through on to McDonald's to get their meal. If you came here today, you're here for something. We're here for something. So I ask you, don't leave without well, you came what you came here for. If it's prayer, you got problems, situations, circumstances, and things which we all do. I raise my hand two or three times. If it's prayer you need, come. If you heard about Jesus Christ you heard about how you can confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you shall be saved. If you need salvation for your soul, come. If you're a painting and you're in a situation and you just don't know what to pray for, just come to the altar. And whatever you came for, I pray, don't leave without it. Because Jesus Christ... We just love him with a passionate love, a focused love. And we just love him with all of our heart, our soul, and our mind. But he's here today in the person of his son, Jesus Christ, with the precious powerful, of the Holy Spirit. So be here today. If you want salvation, come. We'll pray with you. The Bible says there's no other person under heaven, no other name, but by Jesus who we can be saved by. We can't look left or right because the Bible says we all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. If you want Christ to be your personal Savior and forgive your sins, come. We didn't come today for a form of fashion. We came because it's about Jesus Christ. So this morning, as we close, the greatest commandment and second is like this: You should love your neighbor as yourself. On these commandments depend all the law and all the prophets. Who's my neighbor? Whoever does the will of my father. So Jesus said. So who's ever left a right of you in the store in Walmart? If somebody needs help, them. that's what Jesus would do. So this morning I asked: Is there anyone? They would like to invite Jesus Christ into their life. As we stand, Pastor Mike, myself, Reese, we'll be up here. If anyone wants to say yes to Jesus, as we stand and the worship leader come and play, we can actually share the scriptures with you how you can invite Jesus Christ into your life. What you pay me for, you can have. A McDonald's meal might cost you $35, $40. Salvation is free. Jesus already paid the penalty price for our soul. So as right now, we pray, Father, we just come in your precious, awesome, powerful name, Lord God. If there's anyone now that would like to invite Jesus Christ into their life, Lord, we ask that they will come forth, and we will pray. We will pray with them, Lord God. I'll be on one side, Pastor Mike been on one side, and if you want prayer and say yes to Jesus, willing His way, we'll pray with you. Obviously, prayer. So I pray that right now, Lord God, as we close the sermon, out, Lord God, but we never close our worship out for you, cause you are Jesus Christ to forgive our soul. We pray that right now. And we pray that right now in Jesus' awesome, powerful name.